boy, this guy is not cold. This guy is not hot. This guy is red hot. He's on fire. I don't know how you can hit the road running any faster. Talking about Tulane head football coach John Sumrall. He joins us again on the program. How are you, coach? I'm doing well. How are y'all? Doing good, man. Doing good this afternoon. How you enjoying New Orleans again so far? I know you know the city. Man, I'm having a good time. We have uh, really been hard at work. Haven't got got one weekend to kind of experience uh, being back a little bit, and got to go to a Pelicans game with my family. And uh, same same weekend, got to go watch the Saints beat the Falcons, which was a fun fun weekend. And but other than that, really have been hard at work. That's kind of been the one break from work that I've taken. And other than that, been um, just grinding away. At, recruiting, adding pieces to this roster, and then they get to know the guys that are on this team already better. And uh, we had our first team run and work out today and um, really um, just having fun getting around the guys that we have here to, to sort of start the, the formulation of what the 2024 team's going to look like. Hey, Coach, I, I, I don't know the rules. Are you free to discuss anybody right now, players that you've brought in, recruits, signees, or no? Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna have a, a media availability. Um, I believe it's February the seventh, where I'll kind of wrap up all the additions. There's been a lot of, you know, public um, public probably recognition of certain guys joining us, but um, until February the seventh, I'm gonna kind of sit on being public with the additions because some of them you have to be. Uh, you know, in school full time, and a couple of those guys are still working through some of those kinks right now as we speak, just um, with a class schedule, and they have to actually attend their first class on these transfers until I really need to talk about them. Yeah. So um, that's that's there's a couple of them that are still doing that today, tomorrow, the next day is they're in transit from certain places, but there have been a it's been a flurry of additions. Um, uh, you know. Some really good players, I think, are going to add to our to our program here. And you know, I'm excited about some of the. There's some marquee names. There's also some guys that maybe aren't as known by name recognition, but I think are really good players in their own right. That that uh, that are going to add a lot of value to this football team. So um, we've been very busy uh, trying to trying to improve some things on this team that we think we need and. Uh, feel feel good about some of the things that have happened. Still got some areas we still need to address. The work's yeah. not done there. I mean, but I think as a coach, you probably feel like it's never done. You always are, are willing to find a way to add one more really good player. Rough numbers. How many in the recruiting class? Rough numbers. How many through the transfer portal? Yeah, so um, we've got 17 – uh, 18 new guys that'll, they're gonna start school here, uh, that have started school today or with Will within the next 24 hours or so. Um, so I don't have the exact number right in front of me, but, um, 17 new guys that'll be with us this spring semester or maybe 18, uh, after, uh, you know, we get one or two guys here tonight, um, tomorrow morning. Uh, but you're, you're almost to 20 guys that'll be new. You know, we we signed a pretty good size high school group um, in December. Uh, several of those were previously committed prior to I, me getting here. I'm really excited about some of those guys, man. That 
couple of these local guys that were committed to Tulane prior. I took the job, me taking the job, uh, man, I'm fired up about. We added a few, uh, right when I got here, added a few to the mix. And then there's still a couple that, um, haven't made decisions that, that not many, you know, the, the normal signing day now really is December. And then the February signing day is kind of, uh, just what's, you know, there might be a guy or two that didn't feel comfortable with a certain situation they were in or, or whatever. And so there's maybe probably two to three guys high school wise that are unsigned. They're going to sign in February that we're, we're trying to identify the fit, but we're, uh, we're, we're busy on all ends trying to make sure we, we add really quality high school players. That's still the, the main way you build the foundation of your program is through high school recruiting over time. Um, but, but recently uh, have really been attacking the portal hard to make sure that we're um, meeting some needs that, that we have maybe some, some holes in depth wise, frontline starter wise as well. This 20 or so that you're bringing in right now that are enrolling now and in the next day or so, that's recruits and transfer portal, both freshman high school kids and, and uh, uh, transfer portal combo. Yeah, it's a combo. It's three three of the high school kids are mid-year enrollees. Um, there's three or four uh, junior college kids who uh, were high school qualifiers who are really good students academically. So they, they weren't at junior college because of uh, maybe an academic thing. They were just not recruited as highly coming out. Uh, and now they're on, out of junior college. They are more highly recruited. And then, um, and then the majority being, you know, over 10 transfer portal It'll probably end up being 11 or 12 transfer portal additions uh, in the mid-year. Now, will there be more kids coming in in August for that semester? Yeah, so there's, you know, the transfer portal has two main waves. Um, and so um, the, the big one is the December-January wave. And then there's a, there's one in uh, April-May that, that still happens. Less movement there. Yeah. Um, but there's we'll add a, a guy or two here and there maybe at that time. Uh, and then the majority of our high school kids are, um, are um, summer enrollees. They'll be here basically Memorial Day is kind of when they'll start. So the majority of your high school signing class still comes, even though they sign in December, most of them are still showing up uh, late May, early June to start school and start workouts with the team. Coach John Sumrall's with us, Tulane head football coach for a few minutes. Coach, for whatever it's worth, I'm not beating my own drum. I've been probably at this about 30 years. Go back to, like, Buddy Tevens and uh, following Tulane football, a New Orleanian. You know, grew up riding my bicycle on the ramps of the old stadium. You know, stuff like that. So I've followed it. Uh, since, you know, for the last 15 years, I haven't been doing sports talk like I started doing uh, my, my, my path in radio and television. But I follow Tulane. Never in my life, and I might be wrong, never in my life do I recall Tulane recruiting four or much less five-star recruits ever. Never. And uh, just on paper, I know you don't want to get into names and nothing's finalized, but just even being in the running and apparently landing like a five-star quarterback, four or five-star quarterback from like a program like Oregon, which is top ten program, and then – couple of wide receivers and schools like Alabama and USC. 
I mean, Tulane never competes with those schools for player, n- never gets players from those schools, never gets four and five star recruits. And then this, this high school kid who's a, uh, a four or five star cornerback that major SEC, Big Ten programs are going after and, and you're landing. I, it, how have you upped Tulane recruiting? From a level that personally I have never, I don't think any Tulane fans ever seen in their life. Not, and, and, and you've done it. I mean, this, this last like 10 days coach has been, uh, phenomenal. I mean, it's like you're, you're recruiting for, uh, you know, a major program, Ohio State or LSU or Notre Dame or USC or something. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, our approach is look, wherever we are, that's the big time. And, Tulane's the big time, man. Like last time I checked two years ago, Tulane won the Cotton Bowl, you know. And so the expectation and the way we approach every day here is, um, man, we, we want to build a monster. And we want to build a, a program and a team that's here to last. Um, and uh, we've got a lot of great things to recruit to. You know, I think you look at um, what's the trajectory of this program has been the last couple of years, you know, uh, I think a really strong foundation has been laid. Um, we want to build upon that. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't choose to come to this job and this university to be mediocre. And, um, I think so many things about the place align with that in regards to the academic prowess that, that Tulane's had that everyone, everyone knows about. And then on top of it, I mean, you think about the city of New Orleans, like, what all there is to offer here. I mean, there's so many opportunities and experiences for our young men to be a part of. Um, and so I think, you know, there, there, there is a little bit of um, a new wave here in college football, 12 team playoff. We all have access. It's not like the 14 deal or the BCS where there's two teams. There's a little bit more um, upward mobility, if you will, for, for a program like ours and, and guys, you know, there's, there's really two things that make this game fun. If you're a player, um, the first one's winning and the second one's playing. And so we're going to win here. Like the, the objective is not going to be to do anything other than win. And then the second thing is guys want to play. They want to have opportunity to showcase their skill set. And, um, and I think there's a lot of attention right now. Uh, because there's some maybe guys choosing Tulane that in the past haven't. And um, I, I would like to, you know, I think it's a, a tribute to what's been done, but I also would like to credit those young men making those decisions yep. of of believing in what's happening. I mean, it takes a little bit of a leap of faith to do something that maybe hasn't been done. Hey, coach, h- hang on one yeah. sec. No, I, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. I got a break coming right now. I'm going to knock this break out real quick. I'm going to come right back. More with yeah. Tulane head football coach John Sumrall. Don't go anywhere. Corey Johnson back at you on a cold Tuesday afternoon. Tulane fans, Tulane head football coach John Sumrall. Off of an incredible week and a half of recruiting is with us. Coach, sorry about that break. I didn't mean to cut you off. You were kind of saying how you convince a kid to come to Tulane. Like, what, what are you selling? Well, like we said, there, there's so many great things. Um, you know, the, the football program, the foundation has been laid in a really strong way. And, 
Um, I think the upward trajectory we have with access to the college football playoff now, yep. playing time, like I mentioned, you know, there's two things that make the, the game fun as a player. It's winning and it's playing. And so I think guys are buying into that. Um, the academic opportunity here is, I think, special. And then the city of New Orleans. I mean, what's not to love uh, about being in a place like this? And so the guys are, the guys are, um, you know, I think buying into those things. And the culture here in this program is really strong. And I'd be remiss to, to not recognize, you know, our collective Fear the Wave is, has been pivotal in helping us retain some guys and attract some guys. And um, there hasn't been anything really uh, – that, that has to get done necessarily to get them to come here, but them understanding there's a commitment on that side too, that if you come here and do um, big things and guys are going to be taken care of to some degree. And that doesn't necessarily mean guys are going to get uh, rich or get paid some crazy number, but needs will be met for certain guys that, that perform at a high level. And, um, and, and we're grateful for what they're doing. And so there's a lot of things that are, that are uh, just momentum wise that are really, really positive. That, that, that is something that I think, uh, a lot of fans locally, I think the hardcore fans are aware of it, but the layman may not be. Fear the wave. This collective, as you called it, all around the country, these are popping up. Uh, it's the NIL money, right? It's, it's, it's players basically, uh, uh, name, image, likeness type of thing, right? Yeah. And really, you know, it's about, uh, branding and creating opportunity and then also giving back, you know, um, the, the there's a, now a, a model for guys being able to, to capitalize on positive things they're doing um, with their, their on field performance and also how they're handling themselves out in the community. One of the best things through the collective that it's been formed here is the partnership with, um, groups like Son of the Saint and things like that that our guys are involved with that I'm excited to get involved with and connect here locally and actually be engaged to the community. So that's a, that part of the, the, the whole thing. That's a part of the equation is community service and the involvement out in the community. And so our guys, um, you know, that come here, you're not, we're not inducing guys with crazy things to get them to come here, but guys understand that that is a real part of what's happening. And um, it's it's something that you can either adapt or die, and it's a part of what we're you know dealing with in college football now is these, this changing landscape. Is you can either embrace it, understand it, and take it in, or you can reject it. And if you reject it, you're you're going to become obsolete. Coach, it almost seems like you could have come in and said, "Hey, I'm coming into a program. There's some change. The old coach took some players away. We had some attrition. Older players leaving." It's going to be a slight rebuild thing, but we're going to be aggressive and we're going to give it our all and you'll be proud of what we do. I don't think anyone would have looked at you like you're crazy, but it's the opposite almost. You're, you're saying, Hey, we're going to win right away. This isn't a rebuild. It's a reload. Is that accurate? Well, yeah. I mean, in some regard, there's some things that we have to rebuild. I mean, it's not like every part of our team is just in tip top shape, ready to go play a game tomorrow. Um, but I don't, I don't set um, a ceiling for anything we're trying to do next. You know, the place I walked into before coming to Tulane, they had won more than five games in the season um, for three straight years. And we went 23 and four. And so I don't care if we're playing a football game, we're playing pickup basketball, 
or we're playing tic-tac-toe, I want to win. And uh, that includes when I play my 10-year-old son. Like I tell people all the time, I play him in the driveway in basketball. He's losing. Like I'm going to win. And so uh, I, I, I compete. I think you compete every day. Our program, our kids are, are getting to know our staff here already. They've already found out we will compete every day here. Every day we will compete. And um, so we're going to compete. And we're not going to take a backseat to anybody. Anytime you play – uh, the two-lane green wave, you, you're going to know you're in for a battle. And we're going to show up and we're going to bring it every day. And that's what we're going to be about. And um, every game every game we play, we expect to win. And that's how we're going to approach things. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of roster change, like you, you mentioned. We did lose some guys through the through the change that that's going to be challenging in some position groups and some – some situations, but uh, I'm not going to make any excuses for, hey, we lost these handful of guys in the portal through the coaching change. Man, it is what it is. You you, you deal with it, you move on. And so uh, there's some hurdles. It's not going to be easy, but uh, but we're excited about what lies ahead. Uh, O-line maybe right now, one of the bigger concerns, getting that solidified? Yeah, we got to cheer up some things there. There's a couple – couple spots that we, we probably need to bring in another guy or two there yep um at the at the end of the spring we you know we might there might be one getting ready to join here in the next day or two you might find out about um it's still not public uh i think we'll add a little bit of value to, to, to creating an opportunity to compete at a high level and then we're definitely going to throw up probably in the in the april may window look for maybe one more guy there or two more guys depending on what our needs are at the time so O-line still one, probably still need another edge rusher, um, field or boundary, but probably still need one more pass rusher. You can't ever get enough of those. And um, everybody that knows me knows I'll never turn down an edge rusher or a cover guy. So if we can get a, a guy that can lock somebody down or somebody can rush the passer, we're going to take them. You, you, the pieces fall into place. You feel you can make a little run next year? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you, we got we got to have a, a great – off-season program, um, uh, you know, I think we can make a run if we worry about what's right in front of us each day. Yep. And that's a long way, that's a long way off. I, I told our guys last night, we're in phase one of what, what football is. And phase one is off-season conditioning. We're going to have a great off-season conditioning program. There's Blue Boy telling me I got to be quiet, coach. I'll run over the top of the hour break, the alarm system, my dog barking. <laughs> you got it. Thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for the time.